All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to STAB. Thank you for coming. Uh, give yourselves a hand for coming out to the show, to a live show in a hole on Broadway. So the, uh, <laughs> our vermin needed some company, so thank you for showing up. Uh, we do have a... Okay. Um, too much. Anyway, Stab... You are really selling the theater tonight. I, we have lights that are colorful. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Here we go. Seems loud. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called... God, there we are. Look, listen so to this. Everyone, it's not sarcastic this time. Everyone's, oh, everyone's, so everyone's clapping. Hey, all right. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Stab uh, here on Broadway. Everyone seems happy. Is that true? Okay. All right. Well, are you ready to meet our contestants? Contestants, our intestines. Uh, please welcome to the stage. Who's already on the stage? Bill Wallace. Bill Wallace. Staff. Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown. I almost forgot his name. And Jesse Jones. That old guy. Jesse Jones. Slow fade. I'm your host, John Morris Ross, the fourth. That's right. Bow down. <laughs> okay. I hear you. <laughs> Welcome to Stab. Uh, this first segment. Uh, are you guys ready? Do you understand what the show is? <laughs> <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's play Stab. <laughs> I mean it this time. <laughs> this first segment's called <laughs> Reorganization. Uh, please take this following acronym and reimagine it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? <laughs> Today on this first Friday of December, uh, America celebrates Faux Fur Day. <laughs> Faux Fur Day. Fofer. Fofer Day. Uh, in recognition of that, uh, today's acronym is SKIN. S K I N. Bill, what does SKIN mean to you? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I, do, I do that joke every time. <laughs> I do that joke every yes. Anyway, um, SKIN uh, to me stands for Stephen King in Norbit. <laughs> 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 I really wrote this. Um, could, you, could you guys imagine? <laughs> could you guys imagine if Stephen King was in that shitty movie Norbit? <laughs> Not like if he directed it, just like if it was him instead of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Would have been a fucking ridiculous movie. I had, that was it, but I wrote another one. 
I wrote it because it seemed short, so I wrote two. <clears throat> the second one stands for Sweaty Kings in Jest Norbit. <laughs> Like if at the end of that shitty movie, Norbit. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's character just gets eaten by a couple of sweaty kings. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fucking ridiculous movie? <laughs> That's skin, thanks. <laughs> oh my God. Man, I... I <laughs> I, I regret getting to the theater late tonight because apparently Bill was just pre-gaming with everybody and I missed all of that. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeff. Brown, right? Oh, uh, there you go. Oh, my mic's not on. That would help, too. <laughs> I said a real funny said. thing a second ago. <laughs> We'll edit it in. Um, Jeff, uh, what does skin mean to you? <clears throat> the diamond industry. <laughs> Fabric softener. The American dream. These are just some of the industries that millennials are killing. But while the mainstream media continues to report on store closures, corporate layoffs, and the overall trend of super rich people making .0002% less money annually... There is one industry that has been hit the hardest by the callously progressive millennial culture that no one seems to be acknowledging. Serial killers. <laughs> Smartphones, GPS, social media apps, so many things that make it more and more difficult for a middle-aged white guy to stalk, kill, and eventually wear the skins of his victims. <laughs> Reuters reported that in 2017, American citizens were 47% less likely to be abducted and turned into some sort of skin suit for a sexually repressed accountant with a crippling Oedipus complex to wear. <laughs> that is a world I do not want to live in. <laughs> and thanks to Skin, the serial killers in need program, mm. <laughs> we won't have to. <laughs> This nonprofit offers resources and direction for down-on-their-luck murderers who just want to lure women with the same hair color as their own mothers to a grisly demise. <laughs> but just can't find the time to do it in this fast-paced economy. After making a profile at our online portal, each serial killer we paired up with their own personal assistant who can help with things like finding late-night babysitting services, <laughs> providing automated texts to loved ones during lengthy eviscerations, and connecting with other serial killers, sociopaths, and Uber drivers to exchange information and resources on potential marks. And in honor of Faux Fur Day, which is today, use the coupon code hashtag Fur to get 50% off purchases in the online store, which features pre-moisturized skin for home projects, as well as synthetic alternatives for today's socially conscious serial killer. Very That's good, good, Jeff Brown. Very good. Jesse, yeah. skin. Simple kindness impresses nobody. <laughs> Want proof? You shouldn't need it. Odds are you've seen this selfish, unappreciative bullshit on your own. But fine, you need proof? Look no further than my most recent trip to the Consumable Goods Shopatorium this very afternoon. Got to the front door of the Target. I like to go for the manual pull ones. 
Because whenever possible, I like to feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> Opening this gateway to savings with my own brute strength like a man. <laughs> and not relinquishing my very humanity to the cold, unfeeling powers of Robot Door! <laughs> <laughs> As I approached, so too did a single mother and her three wailing child spawn. <laughs> I arrived at the door first, held it open, and allowed her and her screeching descendants in ahead of me. Like a goddamn gentleman! <laughs> and what did I get in return? Nothing! Not a fucking guttural utterance to acknowledge even my very existence! let alone that I had, in fact, done anything at all to improve the lives of this woman and her howling beast clutch in even the slightest. I was no more than a door robot to this woman. This woman and her shrieking larval slop. As I left with my newly acquired goods and or services, I found the parking lot in total disarray. It was an absolute bedlam. I returned like three shopping carts to their appropriate designated receptacle. And it was out of my way and two aisles from my car. And while it wasn't raining, it was threatening to. <laughs> Looking around when I was done, expecting maybe a smattering of applause, a deep, thoughtful, knowing nod from the panhandler by the parking lot exit, autograph seekers, I don't know. What I got was fucking nothing! Not even so much as a coupon! <laughs> Heading home on the freeway, I let not one but two slow cars in front of me at the on-ramp, checked my mirror, and found to my absolute opposite of surprise, zero parade floats behind me. <laughs> With my humble, smiling head modeled in gaudy papier-mâché, chicken wire, and seasonal blooms. No marching bands, no cheer squad, no drum lines. Not even a single fucking tuba farting out twinkle twinkle little star. Not fuck all! <laughs> so if you see me out in the world, at any point in the near to distant future, know that I will do absolutely nothing even remotely kind to, for, or near you. I'm done. You ruined it. You ruined it! <laughs> it's not worth my skin because simple kindness impresses nobody. That was. Reorganization. All right. Well, that, that part went well. <laughs> that segment went real good. Yeah, Everybody? One, one down. You're almost Very there, good. John. You're almost there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is it obvious? No, no, you're doing all right. Okay, good. <laughs> Am I holding it together? <laughs> yeah. No, nobody would have even noticed anything. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is taking forever. The show is taking forever. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Are we good? <laughs> yeah. All right. 
This interlude has taken seven minutes. <laughs> you, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> Pardon? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, let's continue to play the game. Uh, Stab. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. Nothing. Nothing at all. Is there? All right, this next segment is called The Top Three Google Searches. Uh, of, uh, please have composed the top three Google searches from the perspective of the following um, zombie president George H.W. Bush. Uh, that's right. If, pre- if President George H.W. Bush were a zombie, uh, who could search Google? What would he search? Bill, we'll do yours. One, one of yours. And then one of his, and then one of his. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Uh, this first one uh, is, uh, what the fuck is a Kuwait? All <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> Jeff Brown. <laughs> uh, www space dot goo space dot... <laughs> G O O G L E space dot space C O M. I assume he's never used Google before, yeah. so he's old. He's That's fair. That's fair. Uh, a couple of mine are heavily dependent upon the age of the crowd. So, uh, first one was uh, Dan Quayle's home address. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my second one is um, AIDS. Was it really that big of a deal? <laughs> That's fair. I mean, really though. <laughs> <laughs> what did Google say to that? <laughs> There were a lot of results. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that meant. Uh, Your turn. Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Google. It's me, George H.W. Bush, 41st President of the United States of America. How can I bring back Barb? I didn't kill her, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, These are so sad. Yeah, imagine a dead president's Google search is getting sad. Oh, that's so out of left field. Uh, this is not quite as uh, dependent on the age. Uh, Christian Bale, Sam Rockwell, Vice trailer, because that just looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy has good taste in your mind, the zombie. <laughs> well, he was a vice president, it. too, <laughs> so that, that helps. I mean. And director of the CIA. Yeah, so, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my last one is um, Son Born with Fetal Alcohol Syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
I feel like they should be plural sons. I don't know. That was about Jeb. That was Jeb. <laughs> Hello, Google. It's me. George H.W. Bush, 41st President of the United States of America. No, not that bar. Parentheses. What is Stranger Things? <laughs> It's <laughs> good. I just wish I hadn't phoned in my Google searches tonight. Uh, <laughs> the third one. Let's get out of the segment. Uh, Dana Carvey's home address. <laughs> Very good. That was the top three Google searches from George H. W. Zombie George H. W. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bill, uh, this next segment's called This Was Today Once. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you, you don't I'm like not, it? I'm vocal about it every time I hate this segment. I'm not a fan. It's all right. It's okay, though. It's, I, I make think the it, rules. I, I the understand. Rules. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Why is your mic shinier than mine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Bill, today Scientology <laughs> celebrates Flag Base Day. Mm-hmm. Also on this very date, 1703, the great storm of 1703 happened. It's <laughs> coincidental. Yeah. Uh, it was the greatest windstorm ever recorded in the southern part of Great Britain. Uh, to, yeah. Okay. Killed 9,000 people. It's about 120 oh, miles. Fucking windstorm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, how do you celebrate those two things mashed up? <clears throat> Uh, I did some research on those 9,000 people that died. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> turns out like 1,500 of them died. Uh, the, the winds were so strong that they, lift, they actually lifted up flags, bases and all, <laughs> and just hurled them through the streets right. into, into unsuspecting people's faces. <laughs> like 1,500 people died that way, and it's... Just imagine what that would... Well, don't imagine what it would look like because it, <laughs> it would be a real mess, but... And these sick fucks, these Scientologists... Sorry if there are any Scientologists in the room. <laughs> be kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> these sick fucks, they love that shit. They, they heard about that and they just get together every year <laughs> the, around a big, a big flag base and they just jerk off onto it. <laughs> just jerk off. And then David Miscavige comes and he licks it all up and oh. they... <laughs> And they kill a goat. We had to go. <laughs> they kill it, and that's that's how I. That's the end of that. I didn't. I didn't part. I just watched all that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay if you just watch. <laughs> all right. See, I hate that one. That oh, just, yeah, it yeah, sucks, yeah. dude. It's it's hard sometimes. <laughs> Jeff Brown. On this date, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have problems with this one. This is a this is a lot to read. We're gonna have the right same now. problem. Okay. <laughs> On this date, 1972, Apollo 17, the last Apollo moon mission, is launched. Uh, the crew takes a photograph known as the Blue Marble as they leave the Earth. How about that? Uh, also on this very date, 2016, Pakistani recording artist, television personality, fashion designer, occasional actor, singer-songwriter, and preacher, Junaid Jamesh, died. 
lots of stuff that he does. Uh, uh, How would you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Um, well, when Apollo 17, um, when, it, when it broke Earth's orbit, you know, those astronauts, they looked back at the Earth and they, they saw like this tiny blue marble, you know, and they felt so insignificant, you know, they felt so small and they, they felt that they didn't have any big impact in the, in the universe as a whole. So that's really just how I started my day is just feeling small and insignificant. <laughs> You know, I'm the same as every other day. <laughs> I lie in bed for about 20 minutes, you know, staring at the ceiling, uh, quietly repeating to myself, you know, one day we'll all be dead and we'll matter. <laughs> but then I remembered I had to come and do this show tonight. Um, so I laid in bed for another two hours or so before I got in the shower. And then, uh, you know, in the shower, I soon found myself sitting cross-legged on the shower floor, you know, how you do. <laughs> hot water pouring down on me dramatically like I was Emily Blunt in a drama about a single mom trying to raise her troubled teenage son who also builds trains or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> you know and just uh, ask myself, why get out of the shower? What's the point? You know that Apollo 17 was the last time we went to the moon? That was 1972. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know, I was about to lie down and just die there and then the dulcet tones of Janae Jamshed came in through the window. Because my neighbor, obviously a Jamshed fan, because let's face it, who in this room isn't, am I right? <laughs> We've all heard of that guy I Googled earlier. His name I'm probably mispronouncing. Same, same here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, he, just, he was playing those classic songs that I love, and I'm sure that we all love. I don't have to say the, say the titles of those songs to you. I'm just going to read them off this page here. Uh, you know, songs like Dil Dil Pakistan. <laughs> At BR, my personal favorite, uh, Jamshed YouTube track number one Fortnite compilation. <laughs> it was about 28 minutes long. Um, and, and with those songs, I was filled with a renewed sense of purpose, and I was just kind of energized about the life that lay ahead of me. Like, he really lifted me up. And then I remembered um, immediately after feeling that sense of elation that, oh, yeah, that dude died in a plane crash randomly two years ago. So uh, I just spent the rest of the afternoon sitting in an Arby's parking lot. Um, <laughs> Writing notes about a film script where Emily Blunt is a single mom trying to raise her troubled teenage son. Um, and also she builds trains or some shit. <laughs> Very good. Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown. Jesse Jones, mm -hmm. on this date, 2017, the marriage amendment bill to recognize same-sex marriage passes in Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, also on this very date, 1910, Canadian high jumper and geologist Duncan McNaughton was born. <laughs> How'd you celebrate these things all mixed up together? Well, I'm a very discerning gentleman with very specific tastes and love partners, which would explain why a year later I'm still same-sex Australian single. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not getting any younger, so naturally I spent the entire afternoon, as I have every afternoon for the last 366 days, seeking out as many candidates of similarly interesting combinations of place of origin and varied sets of interests. <laughs> I was really looking for that sweet spot of nationality, primary leisure activity, and secondary leisure pursuit. <laughs> and I wasn't going to settle. After all, you only get gay married once. That's actually the law. If you get gay divorced, you don't get to get gay married again. Seems cruel, sure, but I don't make the gay rules. 
Anyway, I didn't want to blow this opportunity to find the perfect guy I'd be blowing for the rest of my life. <laughs> I see. Yeah. <laughs> I found a Scottish man named Bluke McTublin. Who made hand-whittled 80s sitcom star Driftwood figurines. <laughs> and also discovered three new moons of Saturn. <laughs> then there was Russian Vlidyev Krostonostevich. Owner of his very own soup kitchen for displaced imaginary friends. And collector of discontinued bowling alley bar ashtrays. <laughs> Somehow wound up sadder than I expected. <laughs> and of course, there was Kino Lobster Buffet. A sweetheart from Nevada. <laughs> who has Polaroids of himself stapled to the walls of any greasy spoon with an impossible to eat food challenge in the contiguous United States. <laughs> And has patented a m machine that translates odors into a series of flashing lights. <laughs> so that the nose blind can enjoy farts. <laughs> Alas, I still haven't made up my mind yet. But I'm not going to settle for just any somebody from somewhere who likes this and does that. <laughs> That's just not the Australian same-sex way. <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> that oh, was... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was, fair. That's fair. That was some of the most random stuff I've written in a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it again. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. You're not going to remember any of this episode. I, That's fine. No. <laughs> Leave it alone, Skip. Leave it alone. <laughs> All right. This next segment's called Movie Makeup, but it's uh, called the Clean Up, Clean It Up Challenge, uh, where we take porn titles and you have to make them PG-13. Oh, into a PG-13 movie. Did it say that in the prompt? <laughs> yeah, it, okay. it, <laughs> it did. Specifically, it says, uh, please compose a synopsis based on the following movie titles. The following titles are taken from actual porn titles. Uh, your challenge is to clean them up to be at least PG-13. Oh, okay. Rating. Well, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, don't work, I don't work for the MPAA or whatever. <laughs> well, uh, Bill, the name of your movie... Mm -hmm. Actual porn title. Gagged men tell no tales. <laughs> Clean it up. Is it, uh, is it tales or is it lies? <laughs> tell no tales. Okay, it's perfect. Are you yeah. writing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> so te technically, yes. Um, okay. But it's done. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> so no. Gagged men tell no... All right. Gagged lies. men tell no tales. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a real title? Real title. <laughs> All right. Um, in, a, in a world full of guys that another guy's boss told him to kill because they're spreading rumors about the company, <laughs> one paid killer is the little sissy boy who was too afraid to kill anybody. <laughs> Instead, he just knocks them all out, shoves a sock in their mouth, and throws them in a big abandoned warehouse all chained together. <laughs> <laughs> This is the story 
of two of those gagged men and the love they found for each other <laughs> in that horrific situation. With, with heart-wrenching lines such as... <laughs> and... And sure to have you crying. <laughs> and, with, and with others like... <laughs> you'll be laughing so hard you'll start crying all over again. <laughs> In the dramatic love story, Gag Men Tell No Tales. <laughs> very, very good, Bill. Thanks. Very good. Very good. I, th- I think you accidentally got the prompt right. So that's good. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, I liked it. <clears throat> Jeff Brown, uh, the name of your movie that you have to clean up is called With Milf and Sugar, Please <laughs> Five. It's like, what's to clean up, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> also, I don't know what it is with porn titles, and in, like they they always sound like they were written by like the same person who does like those Nigerian prince emails. <laughs> like they're just missing a bunch of like transitional verbs and shit. <laughs> yeah, with milk and sugar, please five. <clears throat> Hey, all you jive turkeys, milk and sugar are back. <laughs> After hanging up their detective hats, privatized Milford Milf Johnson, played by Denzel Washington, and his partner Sonny Sugar Stewartson, played by Snoop Dogg, are enjoying retirement after 20 years of taking down neighborhood drug traffickers, mob bosses, corrupt police officers, and sticking it to the man on the mean streets of Harlem. (laughs) But now, in their twilight years, these two hard-hitting, smack-talking PIs have one more mystery to solve. Freeze frame, record scratch, frame, ring. (laughs) What to wear to their granddaughter's wedding? (laughs) From the director of Beverly Hills Cop 3... Comes the latest film in this classic black exploitation action series that now the whole family can see. <laughs> Join Milf and Sugar as they trade their brass knuckles for corsages and their black leather trench coats for cummerbunds as they face the chaos of a wedding while trying to come to terms with the fact that their granddaughter is getting married to Scram Scram, played by Kevin Hart. <laughs> the grandson of their once arch rival Big Toe Joe, played by Ving Rhames. This fall, you'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll jive. <laughs> With milk and sugar, please, five. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So I'm so disappointed Jamie didn't show up because mm-hmm. the name of her movie would have been uh, Tickling My Granddaughter Maria. <laughs> That's, that was the name. Well, you gotta right. tuck that in your but back pocket, own. bring but it back someday. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so too bad we're not gonna be able to hear that cleaned well. up. Uh, but Jesse Jones, let's just really, uh, you know, square up on this one. Yeah. Uh, the, name of, the, <laughs> the name of your movie is really very on the nose here. Uh, so uh, the name of your movie is called Mama's Cock Greedy Volume Eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mama's Cock Greedy Volume Eight. I this was the easiest of mine, frankly. In this 
the eighth installment of the Emmy Award-nominated Lifetime original documentary series, Mama's Cock Greedy. The crew visits the small rural home of Juniper Ann Rose Tin Tweedy. Her family has been worried sick about Juniper Ann Rose for years. After her husband died of the blood crazies, <laughs> and an acute bout of liver done quit. <laughs> She receded from the glamorous public life of a farmer's wife, hiding herself away with a dangerously growing collection of farm fowl, an obsession which has isolated her from her friends and family as her cock greed, as it's colloquially known, amounts to little more than a life dedicated solely to the hoarding of chickens. I don't know what the shit the hell happened with the... I don't know what the... I don't know what the shit the hell the problem with Junie Arrow. Tin Tweedy family friend and Juniper Ann Rose's cousin Dale Gooch Hogswaddle told filmmakers. <laughs> One day she was happy as can be selling bottle cap sculptures for methamphetamines at the sweet corn gazebo. <laughs> Next day, she's sucking off truck drivers for any chicken they carry in right there behind the sweet corn gazebo. <laughs> Mama's Cock Greedy, Volume 8. Premiering this Christmas on Lifetime. The Lifetime Network. Life's hard. So why don't you just fucking cry about it then? <laughs> Very good. That was movie makeup. Uh, which brings us to our final segment of the evening. Oh. Sorry, sorry. My, uh, it's called Dating Profiles uh, from the Fictional and or Non-Fictional. Uh, please compose a dating profile from the perspective of the following. Bill Wallace, uh, let's hear your dating profile from the perspective of a Salvation Army bell-ringing Santa. <laughs> So this one was my favorite. I just, <laughs> I just felt like I could relate to it for some reason. Um, Larry, a.k.a. Santa. <laughs> Overweight for work. <laughs> real beard. Fake beard on top to keep the real one scent authentic. Can't withstand cold temperatures, so I'm warm for cuddling. But no cuddling because of my hyperhidrosis problem. <laughs> my mom's cool with house guests. <laughs> I don't live there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I don't know why I put that part. Um, <clears throat> I can buy you all the room temperature meatball subs one sixteenth of a mostly empty red bucket of dirty change can buy. <laughs> <laughs> Not to oversell it. <laughs> uh, I made my own bell and suit, which I often sleep in. <laughs> uh, and I have a new family of fancy rat pups to attend to at home, so... <laughs> 
So free, so free time outside work hours must be kept to a minimum <laughs> until they all die of natural causes. <laughs> no smokers. <laughs> Very good. No Wallace. No Wallace. Uh, Jeffrey Brown. Is that okay? That's Jeffrey. I like that a lot. Jeffrey Brown? <laughs> oh, no. oh. Just heat it up in here. I oh. felt something. Oh, okay. what's, what do you I'm staying after school today. What's going on? <laughs> My handwriting's bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Jeff. <laughs> You're in, bro. <laughs> you are so wrong in just the right way. <laughs> What is happening right now? We're all connected. Okay, that's why. Okay, uh, Jeff Brown, please have composed the dating profile from the fic- this fictional and/or non-fictional character of uh, a Sour Patch Kid. A lot to work from with this one. <laughs> Disclaimer: I have received numerous messages and have had my account flagged and suspended over a dozen times for false reasons based on my profile picture. So I want to clarify some things about myself. I am not an actual child. I have received numerous threats and mean messages telling me to get off this dating website because I am too young and I look too sweet. (laughs) I suffer from a condition called focal segmental glomerulosclerosis. And because of this, I take medications. And because of the medications, it maintains the size and appearance of a small sugar-coated gummy treat. (laughs) I am, in fact, 47 years old. But because of my medical condition, I always maintain a young, colorful, mouth-watering appearance. Much like Gary Coleman. Even though I am approaching 50, I am not just young in appearance, but also young at heart. I definitely have a sweet side to me, but be careful because things can turn sour real quick. Not into playing games, ladies. I'm looking for someone who is adventurous and not insulin dependent. (laughs) I'm a natural provider and I'm looking for someone to love, support, and to whom I can give 12% of their total daily value of carbohydrates per serving. (laughs) If you are intrigued before you message me, please Google the word VOR, V-O-R-E, first. (laughs) And after reading the definition, please message me if you are still interested. Very good, Jeff, Jeff Brown. Very good. Uh, Jesse Jones, let's yep. hear the dating profile uh, from the perspective of uh, a, pa- a pack of sled dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, naturally, it, it it just wound up with like the lead. <laughs> okay, because that's how that. Uh, user Alpha Mush Mush Thirteen, age five. Weight, 41 pounds. My self-summary. Hey. (laughs) Hey. 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 Hello. I'm Alpha. (laughs) What I'm doing with my life... Go that way. Go that way fast. Go fast that way. 
I'm really good at go that way. <laughs> go fast that way. <laughs> First thing people notice about me, I go fast that way. <laughs> I go that way, I go fast that way. Favorite books, movies, shows, music, and food? <laughs> Barkley's been here. <laughs> this is where Alpha goes. I pee on this so Barkley knows when he comes back that Alpha was here. And it's not Barkley's anymore, it's Alpha's. Alpha's goodest boy. Alpha, go that way, go fast that way. Six things I could never do without. Go that way. <laughs> Go fast that way. White cold water. Pack for sleep warm. Go that way. Smelling butts. I spent a lot of time thinking about, Go that way. Go fast that way. most private thing I'm willing to admit. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if I'm the goodest boy. Because that one day I just went that way. didn't go fast that way. <laughs> God, I love that reaction. <laughs> you should message me if you won't go that way. You like go fast that way. And you have butt to smell. Very good. That was Stab. One more time for all the comedians you've seen this evening. Bill Wallace. Bill Wallace. Jeff Brown. Jesse Jones. Uh, if you'd like to... If you'd like to hear more stabs, you can go to one of our uh, many online outlets. We're on iTunes uh, and Spotify, so check us out there. Over 140-something episodes for your yeah. listening pleasure. Uh, have a good night. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. For, uh, cool.